All right, purple eyes with the rugged ranks, the big guy Scott Barnes, Rob the Hammer, Hammer Schmidt. No, you guys might recognize a couple of these guys. We've got Marco Keith, Chris Latino, the Hounds of Building. Um, got a great backstage. We're going to go live against uh, my New York Ironworkers, maybe. Um, but, you know, if we're going to interview these guys real quick before they got to get going towards their uh, their three day warm up. And then obviously they're hitting the pitch really hard starting for the 23 here today. So, I'll take it away. I know you have the questions. Yeah, well, we're going to have these two uh, players in uh, for Mark and Chris because they, they've flown in both sides of this uh, of this match today. They've been in New York, and now they're here in Chicago, and we're, we're happy to have them here in Chicago for sure. And they're both great lads, been super appreciated for all that they do for rugby in the United States, and in particular Chicago, and been super gracious to the rugby rant and offering their time here. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, transition. Both of you guys had a little bit of a tumultuous offseason, right, coming into the fall. You got to hear uh, in Chicago. How has Chicago been to you guys, both as a city and as an organization? Yeah, I mean, I'm fab in love with this city. Uh, I've been around block these days. I've been in New York, Atlanta, uh, Austin, and um, now Chicago. Uh, and I'd safely say, say Chicago is my favorite. Um, so much that uh, I normally go back to New York in my off season, but I'm actually going to stay here in Chicago and have my Nice. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Chicago summer. That's Oak Street Beach looks pretty nice. I was going to do today, so we might have to get a, a few problems going out there in the offseason. So, yeah, I'm obsessed with the city. Could be a bit warmer sometimes, but uh, <laughs> when, when it's warm, walking around the city is amazing. It's like it's, it's, like, it's a carnival atmosphere itself. So. You have to check out Lola. You don't like that Lola Blizzard or Lola Gay or our house, which is right beside her. I've got it. That's going to be very good. Time. Chris, how about you? You know, you, Chicago, you're from, from the Northeast. You're from, uh, you know, uh, Manhattan, right? And um, now you're here in Chicago. How do you like it? How would you say how's your organization? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, it has that Northeast feel. It has the real New York vibe to it. Um, it's, been, it's been amazing for us. And honestly, same. Like, I fell in love with the city. Um, we've been here once before. But um, just living here has been awesome for us. And, and I really enjoyed it. I loved the setup. I loved everything about it. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of similarities. New York, good food, um, you know, big skyscrapers. But you got the beach. You got the river. It's been more spread out, so it's been really awesome. We're really enjoying it. So uh, let's talk rugby. I mean, that's, that's why, why people come to the rugby. They want to get a little bit of information. They want to uh, just get some more background and context to color their rugby <laughs> knowledge. Um, on the rugby side of things, um, Hounds were a little bit challenged. One and nine, uh, been in most of them, all their matches, at least to you know, 50, 55 minutes. Um, what's going to take to push you guys over the hump? The last, to be honest, the last two weeks training have been pretty good. Um, we've gotten pretty good, much closer together, I feel like. Every single game, as you said, like, there's a few games we've lost by like, two points, three points. We haven't really been blown out. Really? Yes. I mean, maybe once. So I think this week, I think it's just we have freedom this week. We've had it, it's kind of like the shackles are off. I remember Tina said it yesterday, just before uh, we left, it's back to you that there's not really nothing to lose anymore. The shackles are off, so like we're going to just play free throw rugby, throw these, throw whatever you want, throw like 50 50s are on, whatever you want to do, and just see if it pays off. Like, I mean, that's kind of the lovely game. You don't want to be too structured all the time. Honestly, if we're playing from one, two, or three, like if we're playing to get the playoffs and we have an opportunity to take three points, we take that. But now we're going to try and do something electric, like try and like, do something different and try and build the game here. Yeah, like, we well, that feeds into both your games. I mean, I think I saw. Latina smiled here to hear here because he's playing starting at 15 today. And you loved attacking out of the back when you could kind of see the line. 
you know, what do you like most about playing back there? Yeah, I just like seeing space um, and attacking that space. And I think that's the game we're going to be all about. And creating and um, trying to just create something out of nothing even, or just finding small gaps in the defense and kind of using your vision to find that. I think it's my favorite part of it. So, um, but putting guys like you in space, um, putting him away for tries is probably one of my other favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> Watching his highlight video at the end of the day, it's like me just giving him like seven tries. So, you know, it's um, But yeah, it's been awesome, and I love, I love attacking there, creating, and having it go. So I think you'll see that from us today. Like Mark said, the shackles are off. I think we're going to play some free flow in the rugby, and um, that's, that's kind of our recipe for, for winning today. So. Yeah, I know last week because I watched uh, uh, Rugby New York play the gold. Uh, Rugby New York had a great kicking game, and they put the gold under some pressure with the kicking game. Uh, they had some nice shift throughs, were able to create some tries and some offense, especially over those opportunities and turnover ball. Um, you know, you guys have an amazing back three. Yourself back in the center, uh, you know, you've got some great wings. I mean, Mark typically has played wing quite frequently this week, but of course, we've got the many guys playing the wing. Uh, is this something that you guys have game planned for this week? Uh, being prepared for the movie to put pressure on with the with the chips and the high balls? Yeah. Just from being from playing for New York and uh, a lot of New Zealand style of play, like they want to have go and they want to just see space and have that short kicking game. So it's definitely something I've known and I've learned actually from a lot of the guys on that team. So um, yeah, we absolutely know that they're going to run from anywhere, they're going to kick from anywhere. Um, so you got to be switched on and back for me. And I think we've done a good job this week of, of keeping that you know, alive and training. So, yeah, we know it's coming, so we just got to stop it and kind of nullify it. Mark's watching his, his timepiece there, so I know it's a short time. Because uh, they've got a tight schedule. I know Sam likes to keep things pretty. Pretty sharp with He's the guys looking up. He's on the ball. He's on the ball, absolutely. Um, so I want to get into one of the questions. I mean, this week, uh, big announcement. Um, there's a push, another push for unionization. Uh, and I know both you guys behind the scenes here, we've talked a little bit about that. Um, can you, uh, either one of you, uh, can you talk a little bit about why this push has been made now? And um, as a secondary piece, and I can certainly come back to this question. Um, what, what are the players looking for out of this? We just want to inform fans. Yeah, yeah, I'll take this one as well. Um, so I think, I think, um, I think this time's a bit different for us. I think we have a bit of backing from outside partners, um, and I think from last season with the uh, Gilbronies and Gilbertsies uh, saga, I think that kind of builds a bit of um, support for for the league. And I think it's year six uh, of the league, and I think. At a time, it becomes kind of a budget point for us. And um, at this point, it's, we do need some type of representation uh, in the league. And I think we're just looking for collaboration. Uh, we're looking for a voice. We're looking for to build this league and build American rugby to make it stronger. Um, and I think that's all we're really looking for and to support and protect our players, especially American players, but obviously guys who come in you know, from around the world, like Mark and Keith, that you know, make this their home. Um, that we want them to be protected. So I think our big ones are safety, strength, and um, support. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like those are just our main three platforms. So, you know, things from like health insurance to protections on, on the field. Um, just 
yeah, protect young players. Like, there's a lot of young American players entering this league each year, and in order for them to continue playing on, we need to provide protection. We need to have them want to continue in this league that will build everything up. So we're really looking for cooperation with the league. Um, we think it would be a strong point. I mean, I think you guys need to admit those three assets and NFT for transparency because that's something me and Robert had spoken about on the fan side. Because I know on the fan side, there's lack of transparency everywhere. And I know from, from speaking to players, there's a lack of transparency when it comes to certain things. I think that's very important. You know, if the league's not going to give the fans transparency, that's one thing. But if they can't provide transparency for the players when things are going on, that's a completely different story. Yep. So we're, me and Rob have been talking about this. We talked about this with Nick Chavetta in 2020, when yep. the season ended, um, about unionization and having a bargaining agreement to be collectively bargained to partners. Um, and it's something I have, I have a unique experience with working where I work. Um, so I know the importance of it. I know the importance of it. And as an athlete, especially, you know, a high risk job, you know, to, to get injured, have a catastrophic injury. Kyle Bailey came out on social media recently and talked about his catastrophic injury last game of the season. He wasn't under contract, he had to rehab himself, he couldn't work. Um, you know, it's devastating for a player like that. His caliber, who's got a perennial guy on the rugby canvas squad, to have that happen to him and have, have that those issues, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And we're right there to support you guys at this point. So. Yeah, and you kind of see a lot of players. I'm sorry, speaking out. So, um, yeah, we're just going to continue to to say our piece, and hopefully, uh, we're just hoping that the league voluntarily uh, recognizes us as the players. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I know you guys have to go, but we're in big time. You're fine. Yeah, we're good. Don't worry. We're in a couple more collections. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, I, I know. We've talked in the past, and I know in, in, in our conversations, we talked a little bit about um, this club and having a stronger and building a stronger connection with uh, the Irish contingent. Uh, can you, I know Pat Ryan's involved in that, obviously, Lucardi. Can you speak a little bit to that component? What you guys are looking to build with Mounds and uh, that relationship and connection to the Irish contingent and some of the Irish ownership? Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's a pretty special idea for me. Um, obviously, throughout the league, there's like Houston's very South African based, yeah. New York's very New Zealand based. Um, it's all around the league. Atlanta's the same, very South African. I think there's no one really tapped into the Irish market. And there's a few when I first came over, New York was very Irish, but we all kind of dispersed. Um, so it's really, really exciting, honestly. I'm not just saying that, but to see that they're going to tap into the Irish market. The values we're looking on the 42.ie and stuff, there's a few rumors of. Irish players coming out, but one of my best mates from since I was six, uh, I was actually talking to my mother about this morning. Very excited, I'm not going to break yet because I'm still in He could be coming over, and like I was even saying to my mum, like, my life is here, I left my life at home in, in Ireland, and I've become, I'm not American, don't worry, but I've become this my home <laughs> America, and hopefully, maybe in a year, in a year, year or two to come, I might be able to play for America if I become eligible, but like. It's exciting to think that now that like one of my best friends since I was six years of age will be coming over here to play with me and like I was just having a moment how crazy that is. It's amazing that I can go this journey and now this one of my literally been to school with since I was six uh, is coming over potentially. And um, but like yeah, I love the fact that they're going towards the Irish contingent. Um, we're good crack, we fight hard, we play hard and we drink hard as well. Chicago's gonna be an interesting city if they start getting the two Irish lads over. Do you hit that in Chicago's run from a mortar? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
It's the worst thing in the world. Like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you sell it. There's a few, there's a few New York boys might have done the job. It's not trying on here. It's too bad we couldn't have them have a shot last night, so they felt yeah. like hell today. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I got one for Chris. You know, when you, yeah, I know when you were uh, playing in New York, you had your own academy. You were helping um, young high school players and young youth players kind of grow their game specifically on the kicking side, which is something that is really not robust in high school. Me and Rob talked about this yesterday with John Coleman, um, a lack of kicking game. Um, what are you guys doing in Chicago as far as like youth and, and helping out the youth rugby around here? Um, so I actually have gone up to a high school training session on Tuesday, but I just want to see Reavers, yeah, the building program. Uh, this is probably the second session ever. So, um, yeah, we've been we've had connection. We started kind of putting down some groups uh, with the high school community. Patty Ryan's the head coach of New Trier, yeah, uh, had a really good season so far. Uh, yeah, I think like there's massive opportunity here for for rugby um, in that level and that age group, and I think this year. They kind of just started getting their, their free run a little bit just because it was so great. And they're, you know, they're still working on a lot of kinks just with yeah, us. Yeah, uh, you want to get the outfield stuff right yeah. and branch out afterwards. It's a exactly. expansion team has had that. Yeah. And we've seen teams like New York come in, you know, worry about the field. And now Steve, uh, Steve Lewis is going everywhere to New rugby. Yeah. Same thing, Toronto, same thing, New England. So I don't think it's. it's 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 definitely fair to say they were a little late to the game, but it's understandable. Yeah. And the fact that they're, they're putting you guys in a position to help grow the game right now shows they have some forethought and vision on what they want to do in the future with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I definitely want to be involved with going forward. And, uh, yeah, just that's like my ideal position that I'd love to be in. Just that kind of coach and watching the role that would be awesome for me. And hopefully, after rugby, after I'm done playing, I'll be in that type of role. So, yeah. You know, rugby Illinois is very strong here. Um, it's a, and, and they have you know a ton of uh, youth programs. I mean, I think there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 high school programs and middle school programs. A couple weeks ago, um, they had a uh, middle school festival right here at TQ Stadium out on the pitches. So very robust uh, youth community, and they could definitely take advantage of guys who have been there and done that. Yeah. Right, the By the way, congratulations to you, the to the to the roster and we yeah. wish you well and fifty yeah. caps today. Yeah, yeah. caps you already have fifty caps. Mark made the fifty fifty uh, a couple of weeks ago. Forty nine and a half. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations on, on fifty caps you made on the line. It's certainly a huge achievement and, and obviously getting a call up there they have a crack at the at Eagles is something that we love to see and hopefully Mark continues to make his uh, his home here in Chicago and grow our community and <laughs> those connections, the Irish contingent, and, and maybe get yourself in there too. Um, so real quick, as we exit out, of course, it is Mother's Day. Uh, there's probably a few people in your life you guys like to recognize. So I don't know if they're watching, but maybe they're catching on replay. Um, yeah, happy Mother's Day. Uh, yeah, Mother's Day, Mom, even though it's not really Mother's Day. No, it's happy, happy, happy American Mother's Day, Mom. I love you so much. See two weeks. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Well, the boys have to get going. Uh, they're going to have a crack today, and we wish them well uh, on, on game day, and we sure appreciate you guys taking precious moments of your time on game day to, to share with us and the, and the fans at home. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Thanks very much. See ya. All the production behind the scenes. So now we're back to our regularly scheduled rugby rant programming with the big guy in the hammer, 
Um, it was great to great to have these guys, and you know, for me, it's a special connection. You know, Chris Martino, one of the friends of mine since the New York days, and Rob said those are the two guys that uh, were were to, you know asked to come on, and I immediately knew they were going to say yes. Two reasons: they love the game, they love to grow the game. You can see by you know what they're doing here, and and Mark talked about growing the Irish contingent, right? Um, you know, and he said previously we had a strong Irish contingent in New York. We have since dispersed to a couple of different clubs, but to grow that is something special. And, you know, like you mentioned, a lot of teams have different connections, different areas. And Chris Martina has always been one of those players to really push youth sports himself. He, he's doing it. He did it in New York in the offseason, literally. I mean, the amount of kids that were coming to his camp, and I got to talk to him, you know, throughout the offseason in New York and ask him how he was building up. And it was, you know, four or five kids we do one-on-one training sessions. The kid had a rough match. We counsel him, and it's really growing those youth players to be the next collegiate players, to be the next MOR players, to be the next American Eagles. That, that you know, we come to those that, that rugby world cup. You might see a couple of those kids. The team has been teaching. Happy yeah. Ryan's been coaching. I'm an Eagles Yeah, well, they understand that too. I think they see the long-term vision, even though they might have have an HR to that 20 space. They understand what we're trying to build here, and they understand that we've got to all pull from the same side of the road in order to make that happen, in order to have a successful campaign, not only as a World Cup venture, but also as a New Eagles squad. Absolutely. So uh, we got to take a moment to recognize a couple of important, uh, important organizations. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and our lives, um, and, and one of them is, is Tighthead Brewing, right here in Chicago, up in Bunkline, Illinois. Tighthead Brewing has always supported rugby here in the Chicago area. And it is a wonderful place not just to watch rugby and, and, and enjoy some incredible brews, which they have a plethora of, but it's also just a wonderful atmosphere. It's almost as if you're going in your own man cave in your, your backyard, uh, you know, beer garden and enjoying a few uh, beverages with your mates in a real relaxed atmosphere. They have live music um, uh, like three to four days a week. And they brew some fabulous beers. If you get here to Chicago, you can stop at any uh, Vinny's uh, beverage bar, very populated throughout uh, Chicago and the area. Long Snapper IPA is one of the, uh, the, the uh, popular ones named after uh, Pat. It was a Long Snapper for Chicago Bears for like 13 years. Um, anyway, uh, so great beers. And don't forget, if you can't get to Chicago, you can always go to tightendbrewing.com. And you can pick up some great merch for your pancake or beer garden. They got great glasses or your rugby club or your rugby club. Tight end, um, you know, logo on it. They have shirts, hats, balls, uh, half yards. You can adorn uh, your club. You can adorn your basement, man cave, or anything else you want to pack, even your kitchen, um, with with some great tight end products. Absolutely. I got quite a few pint bags from tight end that Bruce said this. But thank you, Bruce, for being a longtime sponsor. I think it's been three years. Yeah, three years. Tighthead's been our sponsor. We're really proud to bring them out. And then our next sponsor is ShopMR.com, run by Rugby Now. Yeah. You see all this great merch that me and Rob are wearing. You can purchase this all on ShopMR.com. They have merch for every team. They have all the game day kits. Um, they're starting to launch the city kits now for Sam Russell, um, which was something that they, that the MLR wasn't going to do this year and decided that they want to launch uh, some production of city kits. So if you didn't get to purchase, or auction, uh, with the auction for your city kits, the game one ones, they will be available on shopamora.com. I think they're on pre-order now. So get your pre-order on those city kits. Uh, you know, Chicago was the, the full city kit. It really, we, we ranked the number one yeah. when me and the, the gals, uh, the Jack O'Ben guys, they are ranking. We ranked that number one um, as, as the one to get this year if they sold them. 
Um, but <clears throat> from, from everything, you can also go to rugbyman.com. They just, in general, get all of your rugby merch, balls, practice pads, cleats, cleats you know, uh, anything, shorts, donuts, whatever you need, customizable jersey at rugbyman.com, which is which powered shop number one. And the great thing is, is they're super, super fast. Oh, yeah. You know, they do a great job. You order, I, I, anytime I've ordered, I've gotten kit or whatever I ordered within uh, three days, so I've been able to enjoy it on the weekend, whether it's playing myself, which a little stiff from yes. or or coming here and, and supporting the hounds and when the hounds near uh i've gotten super fast for the weekends events so as we roll into our next thing we're actually going to hit you with the round of pitch unfortunately we don't have the graphic teed up because we don't have a production assistant because we don't really make any money so we had around with the production assistants but anyway our round of my round of pitch topic my first one has to do with my buddy rob here bob rob turned 52 years old a couple weeks ago Played the 40th anniversary old boys match from Chicago Boys Rugby Club. Two things. Congratulations on making 40 years for the rugby club. They had a big pig roast. Two to 300 people came out. John Cole, the house came out to celebrate. Rob played about probably a good 27 minutes of the 30 minute match, scoring two tries. One of them was a 40 meter breakaway that I haven't seen speed in a long time. Unfortunately, his neck is now killing him, and me and his boys have been giving him constant shit the entire time. Uh, so as you see it today on the sidelines, let's see if the camera's going to turn if Rob turns with it. Rob, now seriously, congratulations. You know, Blaze Rugby Club is a big part of your life. You travel internationally with them. Your life has traveled internationally with them. Your boys have played a couple matches with them. President played a couple matches. Unfortunately, Jackson's a cross player, which, you know, he's like black sheep. You don't really talk about Jackson, but no, I'm joking. But, you know, it's part of your life, part of your friendships. And again, another organization that gives you new worship with the Illinois and really try to put the use of the regulations on that. Thanks. And big shout out to Pete uh, Thornley. Pete uh, Thornley Fields, named after Pete, uh, um, Englishman, came here with the vision. And Walt Ravenson, who I'll carry out. I was just a couple of other guys watching together. You know, I'm talking about you too. Just doing some amazing things. Buddha, doing amazing things for the Chicago Boys, and I'll make that happen. Kevin Hunt, here, I'll get to. So we appreciate that. My wrong pitch has to do with college rugby. You guys know that I love touching on college rugby, and I got a chance to get down to Houston uh, last weekend. Uh, Preston played in the Southern National Tournament after the finals, um, lost in a, a great match to Life University. So I want to say hats off to Life University. Um, tremendous job. You guys played all out there. Uh, Life Williams won the women's side of the division. So it was great to see that. And of course, a big kudos. Two years in a row for our service academies, uh, laying the wood and uh, getting the win um, and being national champions. So, national champions. So kudos to Navy. Um, I was there for the match. Jackson, uh, my sidekick for the weekend, was there at the match. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch, go back to the rugby, the rugby network and have a watch. Um, it was a, a wonderful match with Army playing from behind most of the match and come back. Uh, yeah, sorry, maybe, excuse me. Army was last year. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, um, thanks for the rugby network. Adam um, showing up there from the rugby network and Brad showing up from. Um, you know, another organization which you can't remember, but uh, I'm talking about it. Uh, so anyway, great matches, uh, a lot of fun. Kudos to Paul Santinelli for putting on great job, my man. And that, that's one of my own pitches. Before my second talk, I'm going to say go Navy, beat Army, same second. I'm always a Navy guy. Third group, both my grandfathers uh, are, are in the Navy World War II, so they need a guy. Uh, but my second round pitch, congratulations to Alev Kelty. She scored her 100 try yesterday. I believe, um, no, excuse me, right on Friday. I can't remember the, if it was Friday or yesterday, as I was too busy laughing about while he was running in the Goldberg match. But the, the women, uh, she got uh, her 100th try of the sevens career. 
Um, the women are taking on Zealand for the final today at 1056. It's probably starting around now, uh, uh, our time. It's 1156 Eastern. So probably started a couple minutes. So minutes yeah. Let's go, Eagles. Let's win. Let's win the, the Toulouse uh, final there. Get some points. And that can really jump us in the stands and maybe move to that third for a second place finish overall. But congratulations on the individual uh, effort to Olympic uh, Helper, who has been one of our best sevens players since she joined the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my long pitch, I want to congratulate Chris Matina. I think the other one's Penny Ryan. Is it? Yes. Is a 50th uh, cap. Um, they just missed out on that 50 for 50. I think last weekend uh, we had our two finalists. Uh, I think they're, I think Patty's 51 and Chris might be right, 52. Um, we had our final 50, uh, 50 for 50. Um, was it Mahoney? Uh, yes. Um, was one of them. And and blanking on the way. Between, the, tra yeah, between <laughs> the travel, the lack of production assistant, and the amount of air and trade we're a little slow. <laughs> but um, congratulations to, to all those guys for 50, you know, 50 caps, obviously making their commitment to this growing league, and hopefully we'll continue to grow that list in the next couple of years. Uh, you know, matriculate on. Absolutely. So around the pitch, done and dusted. Now we're, now we're going to our topic. So the topic we have chosen. I got to get my notes for this. Yeah, go get that. So, it's, you know, I, I, I took the dome ahead yesterday. And so, you know, I'm a little and still trying to remember uh, what day it is. Go get your notes. So what I'm going to preface this with is we're going, if the playoffs started after the matches last week, so we're not taking the matches that have happened on Friday and Saturday into account when we're talking about this. The reason being is because there's still four more teams yet to play. So we're going, if the playoffs started now, who do we think would be win the quarters, win the semis, and play in the championship, which is being held here at Seafood Stadium. Go get your tickets now. If you guys did see the announcement, there are two amazing musical guests coming to the championship here. I'm trying to talk to my wife into letting me come that weekend. It's rough. She's been telling me I've been traveling too much. This coming to Chicago once, she was kind of like, I don't know if you allow, you guys might get arrested or something. So I don't know if she'll allow me back. I really want to come because you have the dropkick Murphy's playing. And you have DJ Shaquille O'Neal. I swear to God, Shaquille O'Neal has been a DJ for the past like 10 years now. And he's actually been residencies and things like that in Las Vegas. He's going down and he's naturally applying his trade to DJ. He will be here to kick off the party. I know he's a Hounds fan. I've seen him in the kit before. It's amazing that they made kits that big for him. Because when the big guy asked for like a 7X, Paladin can't deliver. I'm looking at you, Paladin. Uh, but all jokes aside, it's going to be a great party here for the championship. So I'm going to kick it off and let Rob do the Western Conference first. How do you think the Western Conference is going to shake out? Oh, well, I, I think we got to go with San Diego number one. They're on a roll. I think they have one loss thus far, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, um, they, they have uh, their last six matches, um, or sorry, five matches. See, they beat Nola yesterday, um, which Nola's been up and down real inconsistent, but uh, they're really putting their stamp on things. Uh, I don't. I think you got to feel that they're a favorite going into, yeah. uh, you know, into the finals. And they would, yeah, they would have that bye week. Now, I always preface when I'm doing my picks, like as a fan, for me, and you can fact check this, it's probably wrong, but my perception is I feel like those teams that get the bye week play a little sluggish in those semifinals. So I'm always where I always want my team to come in second or third, so that way there's a continuity of their right. play. You know, so you got San Diego getting that bye week. So who do you got? Who do you have in your quarterfinals for the? Western Conference. Oh, um, I think at this point I'd have to say Seattle and Houston. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're playing consistently. Uh, they both have, I think, one piece necessary to win the title or to be at least in the home. And that's defense. Right? Both of them are, are uh, strong defensive teams. Both have big pass. Uh, Seattle, 
um, at least yesterday, we didn't see we're, we're super hampered by um, uh, the missing of, of record handing. Um, but, you know, we saw in the game yesterday, Houston put up some numbers early on. Uh, and was really able to put the stamp on the early match, but then uh, Seattle came rolling back and did really I know we're not using yesterday's matches as an example. You know, we're kind of using the standing, but I mean, who are you coming with that hat trick? Yeah. I mean, and, and it's funny. Uh, but Tina and O'Keefe were talking about Matthias talked about all these tri-six he had. And while Foodie scored the points, it, it was other players. Mark Seppo was setting him up on two of them, and then Bradley set him up on, on the first one. And he just happened to be the guy that got it down there. But to have that play is what they would be looking for, especially if they're playing using the game on a beat right. Now, if, if it broke down the way you have it, you would have Seattle playing the home game against Houston. Always a tough place to play a star fire. So right, you've got the 16th man. I mean, yeah. that crowd gets into it. There probably isn't, uh, uh, and no disrespect to any crowd, but, but that is one stadium just with the way the stadium set up and the number of fans they get up to pack it out. They really, uh, they make a difference. Their, their fans make a difference. And the thing is, it's, it's very, this is where Seahawks play, where it's tight. Yeah. So the, the amount of noise you get and it's right. compacted into those stands really echo onto the field. And I know the New York players have always talked about the fact that they can really. And physically, that overhang, too, I think, keeps a little bit. It doesn't come up. It goes field. forward. Right. Um, so honestly, yeah, I would. So, you, so if you use the Seattle and Seattle for a quarterfinal, you have in Seattle. I have Seattle. And I think they have two things that are critical. Every team, when it comes down to it, they need a, a fly off that can create the continuity between the forwards and the backs and seize and as a vision. They got two of them, right? Gordon Jake, obviously, and AJ Alatino. I mean, Alatino showed out last season. He's showing out this season. He's done a tremendous, tremendous job. And Jordan Jade, of course, you know, rolls just as strong. So they have that one two punch, right? They can run with one of them, come in, do 50, 60, you know, minutes, and then they have the other one come in to finish out a match. And they showed. Yesterday, Houston did not get their, their big bearish players did not really stifle that attack, especially in the second half. Yeah, Seattle seemed to open it up. Okay, so now we're going to a semifinal. We have Seattle and, uh, and, and against San Diego and Snapdragon. What do we got there? You know, San Diego, again, coming off of bye week, are they going to be sluggish? What's going to happen? They're obviously going to have the crowd behind them, I would assume. Uh, we're looking at the big rear just so we know what. Teams because we have you know we have by the standings. I would assume they're going to break their own record from that they had they had from opening day as far as number of fans I see. Oh, I I, I think so. Yeah, I think they'll they'll get ten to eleven thousand for sure, and, and they can push twelve. Um, and those fans we know the cohort. Shout out to you guys. Um, they do a tremendous job of leading the charge. They lead from the front, and they do make a difference. Um, you know because the open is that stadium. Uh, unfortunately, some of that ambiance escapes the stadium a little bit. You know, it doesn't have that that quaint feel like uh, like it does in Starfire. But um, you can definitely hear those fans, and I think the the team gets a charge from that. I know Nate Foster, who's having a tremendous season, he's an X factor. They play on the wing, you know, gets in the mix from the USA, both at scrum half and in the wing. But I mean, I think it leads the league and, and, and tries to sure. Uh, and, and he really has done a nice job. He's not scoring a try himself. He's set the try out. Yes. He's honestly, if I had to pick an MVP right now, it would be him. Maybe he's quite honest. I've now called him the original Nate the Great. Uh, you know, Ted Lasso is a Nate the Great. I think we've got right here in the United States uh, a, a better Nate the Great. I love you, Nate Osberger, for what you do and what you do, what you give in this community. So, I mean, I would say it would be a tighter match. I think in this, in this quarterfinal, Seattle pulled away at the end against Houston. Yeah. I think this would be a tighter match. I think San Diego wins. 
but I would say maybe by a converted try, maybe even less. I think it would be tighter. I think Seattle can thrive under the pressure. I think Seattle can play their game, which is just as open and expansive. And Seattle can make their 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 tries and score their tries. San Diego doesn't have the match. I think both teams like Thompson. It's like they're running on offense in the NFL. You're going to see, I just think, Texas, Texas college football, Texas Tech versus DCU. You're going to see a big scoreline. More than 50. Yeah, more than 50. And I think definitely, definitely think San Diego sweeps by with, a, I would say, converted try or not converted try. Yeah, I agree. I'm saying it's, it's going to be uh, three. Um, it's, it's my over underline. Yeah, I'm sure on that so we're going to move over these real quick because now we have our Western semi, uh, our Western finals go with the MR Championship here at Snapdragon. So it would be uh, OGBC taking on Rooney at Segwick Field, right? New England has, has far and away broken uh, um, the log in there and put on top of the table. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, shout out to Bill Harris and David Lee and all those, all those guys, the first range regiment and all that, and both don't know those guys love you. Um, but they're, they're top of the table right now. It's been tough going for the, the rest of the table. So, you know, Rudy would go into OGBC played a really tough, tough team. You know, they, they played New York played DC into New York and kind of beat them up. I think they were just there they they just wasn't a synergy there. There were a couple guys going out. They were they're talking about coming off of OG they're coming off a of bye week. I always like to practice that, but if they're coming off a of bye week for some reason, don't start fast. New York started fast against them and they couldn't keep up. But now, 2 p.m. I believe they're taking off or 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they got Nico Jones in there at flanker. Um, they got the you know young a young New Zealand coming off of his his uh, stint in Super Rugby with the Milan Pacifica. That's really going to light up the league. I'm telling you, he might be coming in. He might be the best player in this league. Kind wise, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, coming into the league through the season, so you know now he's going to have a couple more games under his belt. He's going to come into a home field. Sanford's going to be rocking. I think he's going to be tight one, but I still says Rooney wins twenty five three. There's a certain, here's the thing, this is what I'm saying, Rudy plays a more expansive game, yeah. and they seem to do have, right? if they can just keep the handling errors down, you see what they can do. Yeah. Well, I, and see, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Rudy. I'm going to go with Rudy. Yeah, here's why. What I like to do is I like to go kind of project what the last five and six games are going to look like. And, and I have Rudy, uh, in their last, uh, I think I had six games, uh, one, two, three, five games, we're going to have teams with 23 wins between them, uh, as opposed to OGDC, um, which have, uh, in the last their last six games was going to have teams with 39 wins, right? And so I, you know, again, I think you know having that closing third of schedule, uh, that's going to be a little tougher ask. Uh, Rudy had a real nice game against Dolan last weekend. If they could just get healthy, I think that's the critical. Brendan O'Connor still out. Benjamin Nasso just came back, but really. And issue to be delayed, he unfortunately came back from an HIA and seemed to suffer more effects from it, had to come out. Nick Mayhew is still dealing with the back injury. So you have a forward back that's decimated, but you know what you do have? We're not to have Cooey coming in and lighting up the lead, Robin. Yeah, he's been doing great. Yeah, uh, 100%. And, and um, so, all that being said, I think that we have that, uh, the Ironworkers, I got to correct myself, yeah, the Ironworkers have that ability to just open things up, especially if they get ahead on the board. Uh, they're really tough to, to come back against. The one thing I have to think they have to work on is their penalty count. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, they, I think I've counted, and, and I'll talk more about it on my sideline commentary in today's match, but um, when I did the count, I think of all the games they've had, they've been behind in the penalty count on all but one game. They've, won, they've lost a penalty count. One game, they tied a penalty count. Only one game, they got ahead of the penalty count. 
And that can be troubling when you're talking about, um, you know, uh, playing teams with a good attack picking game. Uh, so let's talk about New England because the first match Rudy played against New England, the Iron Workers played against New England. Rick Sleeves are going to slap me one of these days. I continue to say Rudy, but you know, it's, it is what it is. Well, that was not but if you look at the second half of that, it's not that New England had this like crazy expansive game. New England took advantage of the penalties. Kick a couple in the corner, went up a couple of tries, and then they did like almost get 5,000 cuts. New York would commit a penalty with a kickable range, kind of in between the six. They would kick it and convert it. Petrov is just. He's killing points leader, giving the leader points for a reason. But he, I think he slotted like seven out of seven penalty conversions. Just that match alone. So if we're saying Rudy Wins is going up to New York, is it going to be the same thing if New York is undisciplined? I would say not. Rudy by three. I can never pick New England. I'm sorry. Rudy could lose this game, maybe nothing. They could be the last one. I'll still always pick Rudy winning. Because I think they can go up there and can play that game. And I think New England hasn't really shown a crack in. So when are they going to show that crack if they show it and maybe it's in that semifinal? Well, and and I I I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to go to New England by two, and I think the X factor is going to be Golden Walker coming back in. Right? I think you know he's back in country now. Um, I uh, I have to look. I haven't had a chance to look at the lineup today to see if he's see if he's in there. I'm not sure. But we can expect him to be back in lineup and just start getting uh, into the mix. Uh, within, within that last stretch of four or five games. And I think he's a Rex factor, obviously, as he went to the rest of New England with last season. And I think um, they have an axe to grind, if you will, and a chip on the shoulder and something through this season that they can be on top and stay on top all the way through the end. Absolutely. I think you're right. I think that the other thing about Bowman is um, in being interviewed, he came in to Logan uh, and the first round was there to meet him. He got interviewed by a buddy, Phil Harrison. He said he's in the best shape of his life. Coming from that physical um, pro setup over in Japan, so he feels one, he's rested, two, he's in the best shape of his life, and <clears throat> he's coming in halfway through the season, and he doesn't have that that more restriction than all the other players. You know, we were talking to a few weeks today, we were talking about like you know, he's really starting to feel it right now, and he's having you know, he's, he's out of the hounds roster right now for some some medical issues, and like you know, he's having a tough go of it. And that's where a lot of the MLR players are, right? They, they're either on the increments or they're walking wounded. Fortunately for Bowden, he doesn't have that, and that's what I think will be an X factor if New England decides they want to win. I'll say they're going to win three by three. So obviously, my championship is San Diego. Rooney, Rooney beats San Diego by 150 points. Yada yada yada. It wishes me it's so. But whoever's playing here at CP, I think it's going to be an exciting match because I've already heard a lot of people who, not to be rude, their their teams are in the, the bottom half, saying I still want to make a rugby weekend. Yeah. It still seems like it's going to be a party. And you're going to see the two best teams from each conference who fought out in those quarters and semis to get there and continue that role of playing great rugby. I got to be honest, if you have the movement with the score lines, the score lines, I wouldn't say have exploded, but you know, Dallas, while not winning, is putting points on peak. You know, they're averaging, I think, 22, 23, 24 points a match versus last year where they're getting blown out 50 and nothing. Don't get me wrong, they're so often things are going to have a ball, but I think that's a testament to. What they put on the field, how much they're getting better, and every team, and even though they're not getting the win, there's a lot of those wins, a lot of those losses for Dallas and Chicago that if they turn the tide two or three points, all of a sudden they're in the mix. Right. And it's not as crazy them being in the bottom as it can see. Right. 
I, yeah, I that degree. I mean, the Hounds are one of those teams still the gold, one of those teams in spite of the fact Toronto has a title. It's really fun. They tied it to y'all. And there was a 30, was it 36, 36? I think 34, 34. And when they played New York, when they played New York in New York, Toronto had 14 guys on the injured reserve list and then had two guys go out for an HIA on the same play because they ran into each other. And I believe whoever was playing 10 hadn't played 10 professionally in the long term. You know, and that, not, not to say anything about his, his effort or his skill level, but if you haven't played it, you know, if you just throw out yeah, you just have to throw a guy in there. That's fucking hard to do. Oh, what? No, nonetheless, you know? Right. So, and, and I agree. And we're seeing teams like, uh, like the Iron Workers, like NOLA, uh, like Toronto, um, you know, uh, the Hounds to some degree are experienced too, where they're just, it's a physical game. And a lot of what we're going to see down the, the, the last stretch is going to come down to managing, managing injuries and managing a lineup well. It's going to be quite a challenge for coaches. Um, so, and, and so conceivably, I think we're both in agreement. We're likely to see, uh, obviously, these are just our predictions here. Way too early to predict that. Way too early But he right has, he, so he, who do you have winning out of New England and San Diego? I have New England. I don't know if you think it's supposed to say Diego down. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, in the final. In the final. Oh, gotcha. You have New England? No, no. no. New York Knights uh, in the final. San Diego, New England here on this picture. I think San Diego. And I think San Diego because uh, they are super deep. They can control and manage those injuries probably better than any other team. Um, and I still don't think they forgot about those two seasons in which they came all so close. Uh, in the final, again, I think a team, they're a dangerous team with a chip on the shoulder. Uh, and, you know, nobody's going to come back from being, um, you know, on his band. Uh, and he said that's something to prove, too, that he's here for a reason. They brought him here for a reason. He came back for a reason. Um, you know, and, um, you know, you've got some great, uh, some great support players, um, you know, in the back line, uh, you know, um, in, in the forward pack. Uh, you have a uh, yeah, it's a ton, it's a ton of firepower. Yeah, ton it of shows firepower. every 10-1 right now. Right, exactly. But uh, guys, real quick, before we're going to sign off real quick, but what I want to talk about is something, you know, mental fitness is something that that's, it's this month, it's mental awareness month for as one of the mental fitness shirts. Um, you know, we, we, Robert's going to talk about it a little bit on his broadcast, but I want to talk about it on my side. You know, I wear this hat often. It's my buddy Carmine's uh, engine, engine 64, Castle Hill Knight. Shout out to those boys in the Bronx. Uh, he was a firefighter for the FDNY. Unfortunately, he passed away in an accident about two years ago. At the time, he left a seven-month pregnant wife and a four-year-old girl. Um, you know, a really close friend of mine. You know, we had a big group of, of really close friends. And mental health was a struggle for all of us when he passed away. It still is two years later. The reason I bring it up is because he was always the guy in my group that asked me, how's the show going? He couldn't tell you a fucking prop from away. He couldn't. He, he probably never watched a rugby match in his life. But he was the type of guy to be like, you have something going on. How's it going? How can I support it? One of the few people who ever bought a rugby ring shirt. Always would be like, I listened to the podcast, you know, when I fell asleep and, and you got those listening minutes. But it was always like, this was a passion. You found two guys who were passionate with you. Just stick to it. You know, don't worry about money. Don't worry about bullshit. Don't worry about haters. Just continue to do it. And we're here right now, three years later, finally meeting each other face to face, doing a live show face to face. You know, I mean, the, the saddest part for me is, is Ty couldn't be here with us. Yeah. That's really where we're incomplete without time to our, our, our three musketeers here. But I just want to say, you know, mental health is very important. If, you, if you're if you feeling fucked up, say something. Come to me and Rob. We'll talk to you. Just talk to somebody. 
Find somebody you can talk to. Don't do anything drastic. The National Suicide Hotline is 988. We're trying here to tackle the stigma here on the rugby rant through the MLR, through the Hounds, through New York. It's a big deal. And, and I'd urge anybody out there who keep an eye on your mates. You see a mate might be struggling, might be having some difficulties. Reach out and simply ask the question, are you okay? Sometimes that little piece for somebody to make that crack open and say, you know, I'm having a rough go of it. It's the opportunity that we have as, as close friends um, to have a conversation and hopefully get them the help that they need to, to stay back on track and to, you know, um, keep moving. And sometimes it's it's all about getting the resources, finding something that keeps them going every day um, and keeps them alive. Um, and it can make all the difference in the world to know. Right, right on. Robin. And again, if you need somebody to talk to, me, Robin, Tyler here, that's just on the rugby range, here's up on our virtual shit. We'll talk to people, man. I've been there, I've been low, I've been high, I know how it feels. I know sure Rob's dealing, you know, Rob dealing with young kids all the time at his high school. And you know, this is part of part of him being a, a teacher and educator and administrator is helping those kids through stop time. So he has a lot of experience in it too. But guys, let's round up the rugby rant, Rob. Thank you so much, bro. I mean, this is Unbelievable thanks for making the trip. Dude, it was it, I couldn't catch it up, you know, when we saw it on the schedule. Yeah. Me and my wife looked at that one and we're like, we know what we have to do. Thank you very much to your lovely family for, for keeping me and, and housing me and feeding me and loving me around and love help me with the bags and the airport. You know, I always do the same for you guys. And this is a unique opportunity to do this live and hopefully we'll get to do this yeah. more times um, throughout our thing. But guys, check us out. We're not doing anything on Thursday this week because we had this live show. So check us out next Monday. We're going to drop an RPK. We have Chris Matina in the loop. Yep. And we have um, the guys from the New York City set up. Cornelius. Yeah, Rob Cornelius. Shout yeah, out to Rob. Uh, yeah, shout out to Rob for uh, New York City sevens in the, in the loop. And obviously, and then we'll have Nick Collin coming on, uh, assistant GM for the Utah Warriors. He's going to talk about the, the Legion Rugby Shield that's coming up in July, kind of preseason the draft. Uh, we also have Hugh Roach on deck once he's feeling yeah. better to come on. We're also going to have Owen Scannell, the uh, CEO of PR Sevens, coming on for his annual uh, state of the PR Sevens. The big guy will be going to PR Sevens in DC. The big guy will be going to New York Sevens. Uh, then Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New Jersey. Rob might be coming to New York City Sevens, and maybe we'll do it a couple more live shows. We're trying to figure that out. But anyway, guys, this one's done and dusted. I'm, I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrari. It's Rob the Hammer Hammers for We'll see you guys the next time. We miss you, buddy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.